Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The Square Ball Podcast Hello there. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Propaganda, where we find out what's been said in the football world. Dan here, along with Michael, who's looking resplendent in his, oh, what's that? A brand new Christmas jumper. We'll nice get, that, on, isn't it? get onto that in a minute or two. Moscow White's here as well. Uh, we should say that the show is brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. You can claim that 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Whole range of services. Don't say, I want you to not say the three. Work from a different angle. Let's refresh the act. Litigation. Yep. Commercial dispute resolution. Lasting powers of attorney. Lasting powers of attorney. And 10% off all of that. That's what I'm getting everyone for Christmas. All of you. You're all getting 10% off Levi Solicitors. Modern day Santa Claus. In his Christmas jumper. Which which is now on sale. This is our famous uh, Christmas jumper. It will be famous anyway. It's only come out today as we're recording this. Mm. um, Tuesday. And it's selling like the proverbial hotcakes so go grab which yours. is hardly surprising given Phil Hay was modelling it mm-hmm. in the in the tunnel just show us below your tits and your belly there you go show, oh, show us the belly oh, okay. area oh on the jumper yeah <laughs> look at that if you're on the video version you can see the Lowfields tile pattern underneath some square balls and some sort of festive festive markings I'm going to have to take it off because I'm quite warm in here I but, want, you know. No, I want you for continuity purposes to sit there sweating sweating in that jumper which we will then send to one lucky purchaser it's an extra yeah, that free DNA. Socks, underwear, all available. That's your niche. DM me on Twitter. You know, your niche store, isn't it? Anyway, let's get into the uh, into the clips then. Moscow's here as well. He's not wearing anything exciting. I did I did say that Moscow was here, didn't I? Which he waved at the camera. You, re- you remember that, don't you, Moscow? I do remember it. What do you uh, mean, nothing exciting? Well, sometimes you wear like a jazzy yellow and blue shirt. Yeah. Weather's it's a bit it, cold though, isn't it? Disappointing. Though? Yeah. Don't want to detract from the that. <laughs> <laughs> from the that we should say that, that jumper I've described it uh, as it's probably the both simultaneously the best and the worst thing I think we've ever done yeah I just like it yeah I think it's stylish good good boy right. uh, you can buy it if you're not bald as well I yeah. know it's only me and Phil have been seen in it so far but yeah it, it works for uh, non-bald heads so, so Richard Keyes if he wanted to buy it because he's quite hirsute mm. he, could, perfect he could um, get himself a, a square ball festive Christmas might, jumper, which is in the Leeds United colours, we should say. Might be a problem with static if he tried rubbing his hands across it. Yeah. Mm, yes. Right then, what's been said in the football world this week? Well, of course, we look at this, uh, listen to the clips through a, a Leeds United prism. So should we start with with Rotherham? Yeah, there's not a lot of Rotherham on, on YouTube stroke podcasts. Is it patronising to say it's not surprising? It's probably not surprising, is it? Well, it's a smaller club, so it's likely to have fewer fan channels. I think that's a fair conclusion yeah. to draw, isn't it? 
Although Phil Hay did say on the show that I did with him yesterday, he was struggling with WhatsApp, which was his excuse for not messaging me on 20 Minutes about so, the game. You're so fucking needy with this thing. He's, he's still never actually messaging. He said, I'll message So stop chasing it. He's no, not, not going to happen. He doesn't want to message you. The, the thrill is all he in doesn't, the chase. He doesn't want to message you. He does, though. He, but he said it wasn't working in Rotherham, so maybe there's some sort of internet-related wow. problem or... Wow. No? He sees your message come up on preview or WhatsApp, gives it a swipe. He doesn't want to open WhatsApp because then you, he knows you'll be checking. Get or, the blue tick. It says, says he was on, though, at, at 20 past eight. And yeah. Unbelievable. Just, just move on. Move on from it. Right, anyway. Rotherham United footy, then, is it? Yeah, so he was... It's a very long video, this. It was almost an hour. And it's... At points, it was quite calming because it was just him walking around and going to the stadium. It's like, tracks his drive there, shows him going into the multi-storey car park. No edit, it's just a full run it's through. More or, it's more or less like start to finish his entire day. Yeah. So he's, he's in the stadium really, really early. There's a few hundred people knocking about in there, but he's just filming and warming up, warming yeah. up, sprinklers are still on, all that sort of stuff. Predicts a 2-1 win for Rotherham. There's right. not a lot of talking on it, really. It's mainly just quite a calming. Have you ever seen the slow TV stuff? It's a Scandinavian thing where there'll be like a nine-hour programme of a, just a train going through some mountains or something. Oh, that sounds quite nice, though. Yeah, it's quite a calming thing, but it, it flits between that and being like a sort of found footage horror film because at points you're expecting people to jump out because he's just right. walking down streets and stuff. So it's the Blair Witch meets yeah. soothing. Yeah, a soothing Blair Witch project, if you like. So it's a strange mix. This was this clip. Um, I've got is this your this. favorite bit? You've pulled off the whole hour show. This is this was my favorite bit. This was the bit I was expecting someone to jump out. Going up. Second floor. Doors open. Oh, it's just it's just a man in a lift. 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 You can hear you can hear breathing. Or an elevator for our cousins in the colonies. Yes, I'm sure they know. Yeah. I was worried about the uh, the extent of the breathing, whether the doors would open and <laughs> medical assistance would immediately immediately be. Surely that's why you take a lift. Well, maybe that is the point. That's why he didn't take the stairs. He'd have been really panty on the stairs. Yeah. But although I did, I remember when we, when I took some video footage in here as this was progressing because we're down down in the new room, the new office, the new studio. But I didn't realise how close to like my nose and my mouth I was holding my phone as I walked around, you know, trying to get it at about head height. Mm. And I did sound like... Um, it's like a rhinoceros in heat. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, like panting and breathing heavy down the phone. which I, And obviously I normally reserve that for, for late nights when everyone's gone to bed. But it's, This uh, is an elaborate cover story because I walked in and Dan was heavily breathing into his phone and he said he was filming. <laughs> That's why Phil doesn't reply to him anymore. He's sick of those messages. <laughs> Phil... <laughs> Voice notes. Do you think we're not in today? What do you think? Should we get on to... Um, they can't go with us at the back. Should we get on to Simon Thorne? Yeah, he's someone who actually was talking about the game. And he's a, a geriatric YouTuber. Right. It's only young lads doing this, but he's... Um, what does that make us? Well, he's older than me. Because we are on the YouTube. He's older than us. The website YouTube. He's certainly older than me. Maybe not you. <laughs> or you. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's all right. He, came, he just comes across as a nice guy, really, just Simon. I quite, I quite liked him. So this is uh, first clip is just him reacting to our goal. Unbelievably, Leeds has just taken the lead. I wasn't even filming that, because honestly, it seemed so obviously offside that I didn't bother switching my phone on. But I will just say, just credit where it's due, well-taken goal in that sense. Then, so, yeah, okay. And not 
not undeserved because I can't say first 15 minutes Leeds yeah much better everywhere much much better everywhere and we go on to have a comfortable win and everyone lived happily ever after people say that the kind of filming from the stands stuff doesn't really get you like it doesn't give you a player's perspective very often but that felt like being inside Lee Peltier's head (laughs) (laughs) surely that was miles off it needed more of an echo yeah, this is true. It was funny. I didn't see. It was weird. Did I see that goal coming? Kind of. It was so slow how it happened. Mm. Glenn Kamara just walking to where Peltier was, and then I know because like Georgina Russ has got like it was a good assist playing the ball through to offside Somerville and all that. But it's not like it was difficult because mm. it was just everybody just went to that bit of the pitch, stood still, and Kamara could have gone. Georgie, if I pass it to you. Somerville's going to run in behind Peltier. Cool, let's do that. And then I guess the mystery, um, on my mystery from the game, is why we didn't have another shot for 20 minutes after that. That mm. was kind of the thing that let me down. I think we got lulled into their walking football. He did entirely look offside, though. We were talking about this when we were watching the game. You went, oh, oh. And how, when I've run the line, I mean, I'm linesman, obviously, added to my skills. Was it a run or more of a my skills. Well, it was one of those where a sub is forced to be linesman for a bit, you yeah. know, like a Sunday league there's only a referee so come on if your subs run the line me being a, a an expert on the rules yeah and a, and also a, a, a natural foot, athlete a footballer who was only able I must have been coming back from injury right that's why yeah. I was on the bench probably. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yes yeah, impossible trying to work out when someone because you just look at it what I was found was I just looked at stuff and went well it looks offside now so yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and that was the set like, I'd have given that offside because you went well he's in loads of room so it's, must be cheating so probably offside well, just on that actually we are recording on Tuesday off the back of Wolves being done dirty by VAR and referees again. And we haven't got clips of that in here because obviously it was it was only like last night as we record. But also, it's not funny when they're right, is it? Because <laughs> they see a Premier League conspiracy now and it's starting to look like one. Yeah, they've been done over quite a lot, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, I want to say, can I, just, can I do an old radio trick now and um, do some forward selling and just say, I think we've got one of the best clips I think we've ever had on propaganda coming up. Oh, good. Yeah, the the Preston one. It is very. I was very pleased when I found yeah, this. You, episode. you sent that to me on WhatsApp, and you know when people reply with a, a lol, an lol. Mm. I don't even you know that means laugh out loud, Moscow. And I actually genuinely did. He, he prefers ruffling as Moscow. Right. Is that right? Having mm. a good ruffle. Yes. <laughs> anyway, and but I actually did. I went pa when I heard it, so it did elicit an actual lol. Oh, good. Yeah, so that's coming up. Um, anyway, back to Simon. Back to the New York Stadium. Yeah, sensible Simon. A bit like us, I think nothing happened for ages. But then 75 minutes, which is when we started making notes again, basically when we brought the subs on, this is then, and he's starting to get a bit worried. It's like, with just over 15 minutes left, it's like someone's just reminded Leeds that they could end up, like, not winning this, and they've just suddenly kicked back into gear after, again, another little five minutes where we've had a little bit of possession and a bit of pressure. Um, And now they're right back, you know, doing what they've been doing, which is attacking almost entirely uncontested. Come on, Millers, defend! Yeah. Thankfully, it sounds awful, this, but thankfully some of the Leeds finishing tonight has been poor. And that has really, really, really kept us in this game because my oh my oh my, without it, we'd have been we'd have been five one down so far. So, Whew. I, 
I'm not sure I can buy into all these sensible opinions. We need, don't we need some more desperate hot takes? Did someone start tickling him in the middle of that? <laughs> not a bit visibly. He, he got quite, oh, they're going to come and score. <laughs> That's gone a bit Jimmy Savile, is that? Before he did the uh, come on Miller's defend part. Miller, Miller's, what do Miller's do? Uh, milling. Milling? Yeah, they make bread and stuff, don't they? Mill- they is that they, it? They grind corn into flour and whatever. Oh, okay, cool, good for yeah. them. It's yeah. nice bread, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah, to yeah. Rotherham for the bread. Isn't there a, like the sign of a wind? I mean, the badge is a literal windmill. Yeah. Mm. With the old uh, RUFC. Do you know how that works? RUFC? Windmills? Yeah. Um, yeah, they they plug into the electricity and then they spin mm-hmm. as a result of the... It's like a big fan, isn't it? Correct. And it keeps the country cool. <laughs> that is correct. Where do we go next? It then cuts to him. This is about a minute from the end. And he, he's every thought you have, really, as a football fan when you're drawing a game. And he just goes through them all in about eight seconds. Yeah, it's going to be one of them draws that feels like a win. Um, let's not count our chickens. We could still win it. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to draw. We're going to lose. All right, win. Anything could happen. <laughs> Who really knows? That's exciting, isn't it, boys and girls? Uh, and then we come to his full-time assessment, which is uh, saying how good we are. So I like him. Leeds were by far the better team and they could have been 4-0 up before, well, 4-1 with Hax's wonder goal there at the end. They could easily have been 4-1 up at half-time. They could have scored a couple more in the second half. We had our chances as well. They did score one, which was thankfully offside. I'd like to see the replay on that because it didn't look offside to me or any of the other fans near me. So, all in all, not entirely convinced by that, but I'm glad of the point and it did feel like three towards the end because I think, you know, all things considered, we probably should have lost that game. Should have won, shouldn't we? Yes. Their manager did think they were going to win. He said that they uh, they were good value for the draw and then he thought they could have even got a little bit more. Which I thought was maybe pushing it a bit given he's basically only in the job because their chairman went on holiday and couldn't be bothered. Did you see his interview after the game? Is he? Did, is this the guy that someone said looked like Steve Bruce and Colonel Sanders? Crossed over, yes. yeah. It's like Steve Bruce in Colonel Sanders' suit <laughs> saying that they hadn't found a... It's the, um, what's the film called with the dinosaurs? Jurassic Park. Hmm. Did your scientists ever think if they should? It's one of those, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. go on. Um, just that they hadn't looked for a manager because he had a holiday booked. So Steve was, Evans, isn't it? He was away. Um, I mean, it would be he would be easy to find. They did claim that they'd been having some recruitment people talking to some <laughs> other people. Well, never mind. They it's can too build. Early. It's too early for Warnock, isn't it? We they can build much. on Wayne Carlyle's uh, fine work getting a draw with Leeds. Yeah, we'll be addressing the um, the Warnock return to work plan, and I think it sounds like it is a plan. We'll do that on the members show because we've been sent a question about it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's move on to... Um... Rory Jennings, if we could then, Chelsea Rory, because there's been an international break. As we know, a lot can change over the course of an international break when you take a full weekend off. Chelsea, before the break, they won at Spurs in that chaos game. And then... But they, when they eventually limped past nine men. And then they drew 4-4 with Man City in an even more chaotic game. But then unfortunately, after the break, went to Newcastle and got absolutely tanked 4-1. Yeah. But Rory is consistent in his opinion. So we'll hear from him ahead of the international break shall we first Pochettino is getting so much right this team are coming together and the fact now that we perform so well against the very best and they have contributed massively to the best Premier League game that the world has ever seen that is how good that was but I am now falling rapidly in love with a lot of these players last year and in fact for a bit longer than that I found so many players I've had so much apathy to them falling in love that's nice to hear isn't it a young man falling in love should we hear now? Is he not so happy anymore? Late November and there's nothing to play for in the league. Absolutely nothing. We are atrocious. We have won five Premier League games out of the last 25. And it's our discipline that is costing us time and time again. And Pochettino has to get a grip of this. In fact, Pochettino sat in a director's box today. Pochettino needs to start asking himself some serious questions. He needs to start setting a better example. He's got banned. You've got Reese James being sent off for petulance. You've got Nicholas Jackson picking up bookings left, right and centre. Bookings galore for Nicholas Jackson just for petulance. Missing games for petulance. Idiotic. And you can't lose your head. And Pochettino's team have done this before. We've seen it at Stamford Bridge when, when he was crying with Danny Rose in the dressing room. Like it's, it's, It is a total and utter shambles. And I just don't know where we, where we go from here. He's falling in love with this team. You can tell, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Sure a bit more of the before times? <sighs> Do we have to? This is unbelievable. I feel so good. I'm so happy. And I would like to say thank you so much to Pochettino, to Raheem Sterling, to Cole Palmer and to Conor Gallagher. I mean, as well as others. But I thought that those boys absolutely shone. What a day. And you know what? I'm going to leave you with this thought. Listen to this. This is a guarantee. By Christmas Day, on Christmas Day, Chelsea will be ahead of Tottenham in the Premier League table. Guarantee. Guarantee. I do like Rory's hot takes because I think he really means them. Don't you? The, the, the sense that he just oozes sense well, of sincerity. Let's hear his, his current one then. It's over anyway. It's over. I won't make that mistake again. Any form of, any, any sort of mini revival. And it won't be one anyway. We've got some terrible fixtures coming up, haven't we? Everton beat us in a couple of weeks. We've got Man United on the horizon. Brighton, who knows? Shambles anyway. Really gutted about today because I sort of managed to convince myself that we were on the up. I thought maybe we could have a cut run, win a cup, maybe get into the top five, make Europe, certainly make certainly make six, seven. Oh, we're so far off it. We'll finish closer now to the relegation zone than we will to whoever wins the league. Ah, oh, dear me. 
So I've got some hard games coming up, and then it's Everton and Scum, who are both shit. Just win those games. Would be my advice. Is given it, you've spent a billion pounds. Just before we conclude, thoughts on Rory? Should we just have a quick word about Everton and the uh, the passionate holding up of cards? It was the people doing it in the bar in America that that most did it for me. Oh, yeah. They obviously had to get on their uh, on their inkjet, print out the little signs, hold them up in a bar in Atlanta or wherever they were. Like this is this is showing. That'll that'll teach them, won't it? You'd maybe have gone to a King Coles to get if you're doing a bulk order. They're pretty good. Mm. For, print, than, for printing in, yeah, rather than doing your own, and uh, it's pretty. I, I've been, I've enjoyed every visit I've ever made to Kinko, so it'd be like fitting in some fun. So getting a little bright spark out of the um, outrageous punishment that is being unfairly meted out against your noble, um, blameless club. <laughs> I mean, because I did watch some Everton stuff for this, and there's almost too much to wade through because there has been hundreds of hours of of moaning about this. And I can sort so of. I like, I like what you've done in that, that you've not put any of it in the show. Well, no, because it's all just. None of it's that entertaining, really. It, it's, it's just impenetrable of, nonsense, is yeah. the thing. And it's very difficult to work out who is angry about what, who they're angry at. Like six months ago, they were angry at their board for the way that they were running the club. And then the Premier League said, right, well, well, we'll punish your board for the way they're running the club. And they're like, well, no, no, but don't, don't you, do that. You're because, punishing the fans. Well, I mean, that's it. And that's where um, a points deduction kind of rebounds because you do want to be punishing the people who were running the club badly, which was not the fans. But then a points deduction does end up impacting on them. And it actually is probably the, the thing that you do. And we had it with Bates at Leeds and Chilino at Leeds is that people associate themselves very weirdly with the um, capitalists who run their club for their own benefit. Um, and then an injury against them is an injury against you somehow. So you leap into the crossfire to try and protect people who six months ago you were screaming at to get out. All these things happen very weirdly. So there isn't really a good punishment. And it seems like what is failing to land with the old Everton fans is that the Premier League have kind of gone, if we give you 10 points, you'll get out of that though, won't you? So it won't actually matter. And then they've all kicked off furiously um, when it's probably, um, it could have been, much worse. Well, they would, they would have gone down at the end of last season, wouldn't they? Yeah, if they'd done it retrospectively, um, or if they'd done it in time, if they hadn't taken three years to do this, then the implications would have been um, a lot worse. So it feels like the Premier League kind of going. And there's, that's where the government regulated, so there's like Angus Kinnear probably knocking on the doors of the Premier League meetings that he's not allowed into anymore. When I come back, I'll, I'll help um, stop the government regulator. Be like, oh, we'll regulate ourselves. Um, which again, is, a, I suppose that's where I do kind of like the Everton fans saying like no you will not because we'll just be furious because you do a bad job of regulating ourselves but this um, last minute and a half of babble by me probably <laughs> represents how difficult it is and how fun this is to try and unspool all of the strands that are part of this it would probably just be better if the clubs weren't earned, uh, owned earned by uh, people from Hull, <laughs> from Hull yeah. and um, yeah. By people who would run them badly and who, would then, and who would then need um, punishing by somebody. So that's where perhaps some kind of um, process at the start before these people take over football clubs and start cheating and running them into debt and administration and causing all this um, uh, problem. Because when it comes down to it, it you know, nobody else um, overspent on Everton's P&S apart from Everton's owners. Yeah, but they, they told people about it, so that should I was going to say, the counter-argument that they are putting across is, well, no one else is getting in trouble for this because other people are lying, and we told the truth. It's like, well, 
That's, yeah, yeah. It, but, that, but that is what about her, isn't it? Anyway, should yeah. we go back to Rory? Anyway? There, is, there is there is an awful lot of it because you can go, well, you know, Les, like Leicester today, I think, have just been given a fine for some overspending in the EFL four years ago or something. But but that was the EFL. It was a different time. I don't know. It's sort of gradually... It's complicated. Where the Everton fans have a point is that they, they may be the first um, mm. rather than the only ones. They feel picked on. But what should actually happen is that, and what should happen is that the Premier League need to go through all 20 teams plus mm. all the ones who've been in it and out of it again and go like, right, how many docks, how many points should we have docked you five years ago? Right, okay, well, how about we dock you half of that now and then try to tally it up right. Should you have won the league in that year? Oh, God, right, it's, probably it's not. It's almost Neither like should they. They, they should have had the rules in place before they started doing this because one of Everton's gripes is that they're making this one up on the hoof and there's a new punishment schedule being put in just for this case on its own. Well, we f- we felt a bit harshly done to with the 15 points because admittedly it was Bates trying his absolute best to just fudge it with getting his 10 points for admin in a season we were going down anyway. But as a result of that, they kind of made up some rules to give us a points deduction the next year. Well, they made and up it- the rules so that we could stay in the league. Yeah. yeah. It was the other thing. Like, so the 10 but points... they could have not let us They could have not let us... Yeah, exactly. They... The, the ten, our 10 points for anybody who wasn't around, so it's a bit of a history lesson for anyone who wants So, to know, the difference between us and Everton is we got the 10 points for going into administration um, when we were already rele- relegated for the championship and nothing else happened because of that. Then we went, um, because we didn't come out of administration according to the rules because Ken Bates wanted a process um, and the people who were backing him wanted a process that ended with him still in charge of, the cl- charge of the club. With a penny in the pound, it was, we should say. So it would have been a 1% return for the people who were owed money, whereas you need to get a CVA, which is an agreement with creditors, and he didn't have that. So there was no agreement, and he wanted to just say, I'll tell you what, I'll give you about a 1%. That's what you'll get. You get 1%. And so we didn't leave administration in accordance with the Football League rules, which meant we had no right to have the golden share, which allowed us to play in the Football League at all, which meant the Football League could quite easily have gone like, right, well, you're not playing. Mm. go into Northeastern Counties League if they'll have you. What they did was like, they said, well, you're Leeds United and we can't not have Leeds United in the league, so we'll find a way, we'll, we'll let you in to League One, we won't relegate you further, but there's got to be some kind of punishment. We, we can't just not go through the process and emerge, and just carry on as if you've not done anything wrong. We've never had this before, but we'll punish you 15 points. And the expectation, as they expressed privately and then publicly later, was that Leeds would appeal and it would go down to 10 points and then it would be fine and it's like... So you've had your 10 point fine because you, do- you dodged it when you went down but if we give you 10 points now... But the two things were you, totally... you, Well, they weren't actually because I, I was in the room when they, the, the guy, yeah. uh, the, the chief operating officer of the, of the EFL said, look, we just... It needed to count... The punishment needed to count for something but Bates decided to go off in a strop and try and sue the Football League rather than appeal it. Like, he gave up his right to appeal. So, daft, daft lad. Anyway, we were talking about Rory, weren't we? We were, yes. Where were we with him? Oh, yeah. He's um, when he mentioned um, Conor Gallagher there and talking about him again here, and in a way that is so transparent, it's uh, you can't help but giggle at it. And Conor Gallagher, why the why does he have such detractors? Like, I, I mean this actually. Could I like the community? I went live straight after the game, and I do love the community that we're building here. Do me a favor, in fact, could you click subscribe if you're not subscribed or if you're new around here? Please do click subscribe. I love what we're building here. Wow, that's he, just, the, he just loves up the building. That is how the sausage is made, isn't it? There you go. There you go. Um, Rory's hot takes. That's what it's all about, isn't it? The old hot takes. 
just flips one side. I mean, it seems to be working for him, doesn't it? And I can see we have him. If you're not a member yet, if you join CSB Plus, you can listen to us watching Rory in a Princess Diana film from the nineties. That mm. was good. His acting wasn't great anyway. I really like what we're building with that. Yeah, I did like what yeah. we were building. It, don't, we, it, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button, yeah, guys. So if you subscribe, you can hear that. That's we just got. Well, we're just be going part for of the community and enjoy our Princess Diana content. It, we just <laughs> we've gone for the easy win, haven't we? I suppose with the hot take of uh, yeah. reviewing a Princess Diana film from the late nineties. Yeah, well. With regards to hot takes, I've decided unilaterally overnight that I'd quite like to put a new feature into the member show this week, which is football hot takes. Because it's what football's about, isn't it? What's the point of being reasonable like Simon Thorne and just saying things that people can broadly agree with? Mm. You've got to go out on a limb like this. Let's have it right and let's stop pretending. Piru offers nothing unless he scores. First hot take we'll tackle on the member show. Anyway, where are we going next? Shall we hear... From some of Moscow's favourites, Moscow's been, obviously, you can see his deep tan, he's been away on his holidays, mm-hmm. but while he's been away, a podcast has launched Ah, with two of his favourite players ever. Fantastic. Hi, Paddy Kenny here. I might not be in Portugal with Carlton, but I'm here in sunny Rotherham. And here, we're all excited now about our new podcast coming out soon, straight talking with Carlton Paddy, talking everything football from the top level all the way down to the bottom. So please hit the subscribe button and enjoy our new podcast. Why is, is that Carlton Palmer who's doing it with? Carlton Palmer so, and Paddy so Kenny. Why is Carlton Palmer and Paddy Kenny talking about top-level football? Hey. I've been Carlton Palmer. Yeah, he played for England, didn't he? He was good. No, he wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was, Moscow. Well, like a red rag to a bull. <laughs> he was... He was he was better than David Batty, I heard. It sounds like this would be good, Doc. It's a comprehensive mm. um, 90... How many clubs are in the league now? Is it still 92? 92. Yeah, 92. It did go down and up a bit at one point. I can't remember. I don't think it ever has. I think the Premier League had a different number of teams in it, but there's always been 92 in the whole setup. I think. Uh, anyway, covering that club by club, mm. how often are they doing this? Every week? Well... They've done one so far. Right. And, and that'll is... have been last last week's debut <laughs> episode and they'll probably have recorded three more since then. Because if you're covering everything football mm. from the top level to the bottom level, and I, I don't know if it's restricted domestically, maybe the, the European game as mm. well, real breadth of coverage from Paddy and Carlton, <laughs> then uh, that's going to take a lot of work. But I, for one, look forward to that comprehensive um, informative approach well I mean taken. all football is right because there's uh, I've got a clip from the first episode and this is Paddy explaining a little bit about what he's doing now as well uh, and recently just taken over joint manager of Goal AFC which is uh, very interesting how did that come about? Uh, a friend of mine Nathan who uh, we're joint manager with he uh, he, uh, he said to me at the Sheffield United uh, Man United match uh, we've got a chance to have an interview with uh, Goal, do you fancy it? I said, come on, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then we went in, we had an interview, they liked us, and, and there we go, we got the job. Yeah. And obviously, you know how demanding it is in non league, it's hard work, isn't it? Well, it's, it, they say it's part time, it's not part time. It's not Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 if, if you want to do the job properly, I mean, it's, it's basically becomes a full time job, you know? Yeah. Um, and especially when you want to be successful as well. Yeah, it's tough down there. Yeah. It's tough in the non-league. And they try to mix all that with uh, just having a my fifth child. Uh, I've got a three-month-old yeah. baby daughter called Shea, so my life is hectic, yeah. as, as you can imagine. Yeah. You enjoying it? Love it. I wouldn't swap it for anything. Yeah, he's been busy since he retired, hasn't he? Well, well, probably since he was playing at that rate. Five kids. So just for anybody who couldn't quite tell through the echo, there he agreed with his mate Nathan, uh, interviewed for the 
job at Ghoul AFC, which is a non-league club, mm-hmm. which is sort of over towards Hull, isn't it? East Yorkshire, neck of the woods. And he's got five kids. Correct, yeah. Wow. But he wouldn't swap it for anything because he loves that. He loves being involved. He loves, loves being the manager of Ghoul Town, Athletic City, whatever they are. He mm. loves all that. Um, and that was the 24th of October he was appointed. Ghoul Football Club. Yes. That's the one. Football club in goal. But yeah, so a week a week after saying he won't swap it for anything, he tweets, unfortunately, um, I've not been able to make the last couple of games, so I'm stepping down <laughs> as goal AFC manager due to work, family commitments. Good, it's not worked out, but it's a very demanding job and I just can't fully commit wishing goal player and Nathan Helliwell, and I think he's got the wrong Twitter account because it's not, it's not, um, tagged, him, not it? tagged him. All the best. So he was basically appointed on the 24th of October, has missed a couple of games within the month he's been in charge and has now quit. And he's, but he's gutted about it. He said that. He said he's gutted it's not worked out. So it's the famous so. work ethic he's got from his, his dad there. <laughs> well, he's probably very busy keeping abreast of events in every mm. level of football from the top to the bottom <laughs> for his podcast. That's true. They've, they've still only done one episode of that as well from what I can gather as I'm well. I'm guessing that um, he must have been responsible for Carlton's script on that because I quite enjoyed We he said, oh, I've got the job at Ghoul and there's a moment of... <clears throat> How did that come about, Pat? <laughs> what I will say is there's a very big market in parenting podcasts. Maybe that's his niche rather than football ones. Mm. If he's got five of them, he must have it down to a fine art now. Five Do kids. Some bloody contraception advice. With five, has he not got a telly? Also, I think I'm the same age as Paddy Kenny, which would make him 45 now. And I couldn't be arsed having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, not good. Either, feels, really. like, feels like hard work. Should stick in Sheffield? Well, good luck to... I want to say good luck to the pair of them. Two big Leeds favourites there um, mm. in their future podcast career. Hands across the ocean. Brothers in podcasting. We'll keep an ear out for that. Where next? Yeah, we'll stick in Sheffield with Shoreham View. They won a game not long ago, didn't they, Sheffield United? That was good. Did they? Just the one? They just won one. They've won yeah. one, yeah. But they went... No, Bournemouth at home, sorry, was their game this week, which is one that you'd look at and say, well, must win. Yeah. And they lost 3-1 and it could have been, actually been a lot worse by the looks of it. They got destroyed. So this is from Shoreham View. Did, um, did Tyler Adams play in that? Um, no. Didn't feature. He is having a baby though. Is he? Yeah. All right. So that's still working. Well, he's got good. quite a bit of free time at the minute as well, mm. so that's, that's all right. Yeah. But this was their view of them losing 3-1. And they've done a lot of this editing themselves, by the way. Sometimes I'll, I'll chop together the various fan opinions, but this didn't require an awful lot of editing because it seems quite unanimous. Fucking shit. Andy is have been saying Wes, fucking feet, don't pass to the c- Don't let him have it with his feet. Another fuck up. How many fuck ups does he have to do with his feet? There's a dog shit sandwich and a cat shit sandwich and what's fucking there's no fuck, it's fucking dog shit this, this is fucking dog shit it's fucking shit it's fucking shit total fucking shit Fucking shit. Fucking shit. It's fucking shit. Shit. 100% shit. I think that, is that 26, 27 shots? They're going round to the nearly at 30. Okay, now, and these are four from bottom. They're not even that good, we're just awful. What a load of fucking shit. <laughs> and do I, feel, do I feel sorry for them? Ah, they're having an all right time, I think. Are they? Yeah, they know. when you're that bad, it's all right. Yeah, I guess it's when you've got hope. It's the hope that kills you. That was our it? problem yeah. last year. We were always 
oh, if we win this, we kind of we can get out of this. There's but always a route out of it. There's grim acceptance there, isn't it? Oh, they there? know that they know they're down. Yeah. Even with Everton's point deduction, they're still probably thinking, nah. They've still got Hecky. Yeah, they haven't sacked him yet, have they? No, no, he's and he's training up uh, their keeper to play like Felix Feedvald. It's like even though we dropped him at Leeds, it's like, oh no, actually in retrospect, I think that was a, a good idea. It's funny because um Luton got their win at the weekend, didn't they? And comparing their approach to being in the Premier League, where I think they are just like they know what's gonna happen. They'll talk up a bit, like we'll we'll do our best to not go down, but realistically we're just taking the money and like building a club out of it. So they're actually having a really nice time where beating Palace, it's their first home win in the Premier League in history and everyone's just like, that's amazing, celebrating it. And you'll have people, you know, you have your, your sour Roy Keane types going, what are you celebrating? Like you've won the Champions League when you're bottom of the league. We're like, nope, this is about as much as we reckon we can do in the Premier League was Sheffield United, for some reason, thought, I think, <laughs> they would be better than this when really history and even the present circumstances where they couldn't even afford to take in all the loanies um, who got them up last year. Well, you heard them. It's that, it's that tension of the desire to be better, but deep down knowing that you're not very good. The yeah. Two, the two, two, two things pulling in opposite directions with you emotionally. Yeah, and you just go with, I think, the loot and attitude of let's just have a laugh. Which, which is, I think, why when we knew we were down last season, it didn't feel that bad. Oh, it was very cheerful. I remember everybody just, um, we were dancing around, we'd get get Jesse back for a few drinks going like, oh, you know, Sam Allardyce is here now, but we don't, we don't, we won't hold this against you. Dancing as we came out of the uh, the Spurs game. I actually meant more from the perspective of, all right, we're down. I expected to feel worse about this, but it's been coming a mile off and it didn't hurt as much. I think the, the anticipation of going down was a lot worse than the actual going down itself. I mean, uh, but they're still struggling with it. I they? was going to say, given the way it's going, I think Sheffield United are probably going to have that acceptance from about March onwards. It's going to be, if not it's going to, it's going to be confirmed, like mathematically, I think, by about March. So, you think Chris Wilder's is not going to come it. in and keep them up? I did hear some people on one of the channels I listened to saying, getting over to a caller on Talksport actually saying, "I don't give a shit, just get Wilder back." <laughs> I know it didn't. Basically, said, "I know it didn't end brilliantly last time." But we've got to do something, because Jesus Christ. That's basically a don't give a shit, just get 2020 back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's it's, it's fully ringing up, ringing up the X when you've run out of other ideas. Yeah. Is that, it's just like, I don't know. Run it back. <laughs> Warnock. I mean, Warnock is a potential if, if he can get to sort of January, February. Oh, that, that. The call could they'd, be made. Because they'd kind of want it because of the history with Warnock. But every, absolutely everybody else, and even perhaps the Sheffield United fans themselves, know it would end terribly. Know it would end terribly. It's ending terribly anyway, though, isn't it? Yeah. So, so why not? Yeah, fair enough. Can yeah, we uh, just send their fixture list after? So if you say they've got a chance in January, it's not going to worry about the transfer. Well, maybe give him the last week of the transfer window. So there's a few games there. Sign Steve Cabber or someone. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few games there, but then... Um, Man United away, he'd love a trip to Old Trafford. Liverpool away, Anfield. Uh, Newcastle away, chance to try and get himself a, a job um, in Saudi Arabia if he uh, plays his cards right in the executive suite. And then Everton away, he'll he'll talk that up as long as he can. I say, if we go there, we, we want to try that. Us and Everton, love, I love Daichi, but that could be the day that we... I don't want to send Everton... I don't want to be the man that sends Everton down, but um, I've got a job to do at Sheffield United. <laughs> And then um, last game, home to Tottenham is a chance for his kind of 
last match in football to be like, well, who'd have thought Australians managing a football team? He's got he's got some crazy ideas, this guy. But I don't really, I don't know. The game's changed. I maybe should have quit 50 years ago. So it's there <laughs> he's for still him. He's still upset about muscats as well. It is there for him. Right. Let's wrap up the show with the clip that I teased earlier on, uh, the Preston one. So if you don't know the story, Preston were at home to Cardiff at the weekend. They were leading. And when we say deep into injury time, I mean, like E17 deep. The 95 minutes on the clock. They're yeah. a goal up. They, yeah. lo- they go on to lose 2-1. I don't have the winner because the win- by the time the winner goes in, it's uh, frankly not as funny. But this clip of the equaliser... It's, it's just it's perfect, isn't it's it? It's just so because there's the the winding down of a of a musical performance. So there's a band there, isn't there, at Preston? Idiots with drums, you know. And because Cardiff are at the far end, and there's not that many of them, you almost can't really even hear the goal going in. But you can sort of sense it yeah. with the band, and then a, an angry child kicks in, and it's just yeah, the, the, you don't see the, delightful. You don't see the child coming. I, I enjoyed the band. The band kind of just um, start, it's almost the football equivalent of a wah 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 wah, and then the child arrives. Angry child. I wish the child's not in shot, but I kind of want. I kind of wish I could see him. Yeah, looking that, looking that cross. A little ruddy faced Prestonian. Is there the Prestonians? Yeah. Can be. Yeah. Oh, dear me, I, I did enjoy that so much. You can almost hear him packing up the drum though yeah. as it goes in. <laughs> the final, a... It's that final sad bang of the drum. <laughs> and so then... we just the final drum is out, not a tune. That's a fuck off. Yeah, and then there's a sweary child. I'm going to play it again. It's not fucking hard, you dickheads. Give him a job. Who is the Preston manager? Is it? It's not. Um... He's that guy who uh, wants them to score loads of goals. Can't remember his name, but he's one of the kind of lower league uh, future of tactics types, sort of a template of um, uh, okay. Ipswich. It's not, uh, Alex Neil. It's Ryan Lowe. That's the fella. He was, wasn't he? Oh, same age as me. Another one. Yeah, the idea is that they just outscore the opposition, but I think their goal difference is saying otherwise. But they're up playoff. Yeah, bother, started, they started very well. They're dropping off a bit now, but... Um... It's the same with Ipswich thing, where it's like goals going in at either end, and mm. then say, oh, well, that's going really well for them, but what if they stop scoring? And they've stopped scoring, which is good for us. Mm, I did listen to a bit of Ipswich, but they're keeping level heads for now. I think they're saying, we knew this would happen. We knew it couldn't last the, the really good form, but we're still they were still playing well. I suppose they'll still be kind of happy that they've come up and they're riding the, the crest of that particular wave. So yeah. even if it doesn't happen for them this season, they're going to feel like they've got momentum and you know what, like wind in the sails and that kind of thing. I mean, you can look at Sheffield Wednesday. Whereas as we're a, just fucking desperate. The Sheffield, the Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday alternative universe of coming up from League One doesn't look quite so, uh, so nice, does it? No. They're not doing so well, are they? Shall we have a look at the table just to, um, to satisfy ourselves? They did, win, they did beat Rotherham, though. It's annoying that we've managed to not beat Rotherham or Sheffield Wednesday. I'm just looking at the table. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, they've uh, played 17 games. They've won one of them. They've got six points and they are now 10 points adrift of Huddersfield Town, 
who are in 21st position. I mean, they even played Wayne Rooney at the weekend and, and lost. Doesn't so. bode well, does it? How many goals have they scored? Uh, they have scored eight. Jesus. That's bleak. We've never had such a bleak season. No. I don't think. No. But it continues to be funny, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's it very does. funny. It does. Thank you for joining us on Propaganda. We'll have more next week where we'll be wrapping up um, clips, hopefully victorious Leeds clips and uh, disappointed clips from Swansea and from Middlesbrough. Mm. Oh, please can we beat Middlesbrough just for the, the propaganda clips. will be fun, won't they? Um, and we'll see if our if our friend, um, the shouty one from Middlesbrough, whose name completely escapes, but you know the one, if he, uh, if he pops up again. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. 